It's time for the Tri-State Sports Beat with your hosts, Nick Federico, Scott DeBell, and Joe Bruno. Baseball is finally coming back to the big city. What's going on, everybody? Nick here from the Tri-State Sports Beat, and baseball is currently in the air. I'm so freaking excited. We're all excited here at the Tri-State Sports Beat because we finally will get to talk some live sports in the area come two, three weeks from now when the Yankees and Mets both kick it off. But today I want to talk about the Yankees and preview their 2020 upcoming season. You know, a lot of optimism surrounding this Yankee team, World Series aspirations around this Yankee team. And then in a couple days from now, I'll preview the Mets 2020 season. So we will talk about the Yankees today. We'll talk about the Bronx Bombers. But all in all, it's just great to have baseball back. Uh, you know, going to be a 60-game season, 40 in-division games, 20 against a graphic uh, geographic counterparts in the National League. So the Yankees will play the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies, the Nationals, and the Marlins in the National League East. They will play each team four times, and then they will play each team in their division eight times. So it'll be fun to watch. So I just wanted to break down position by position and what to expect and the storylines going on around the Bronx Bombers. So it all starts with starting pitching, of course. So let's talk about the big tuna that the Yankees acquired in free agency, of course, starting pitcher Garrett Cole. Um, The questions around Cole is, you know, he's going to come on the big stage and he's going to perform. But can Garrett Cole handle the pressure of playing for the Yankees? 20-5 20-5 and five last year, 2.5 ERA in 33 games. He was fantastic, lights out for the Houston Astros last year. But New York is a completely different animal. Again, no fans in the stands. That definitely takes away from some of the pressure. But Garrett Cole is the guy for the Yankees. The Yankees haven't had this kind of guy since CeCe Sabathia back in 2009-2010. So Garrett Cole is the guy for the Yankees. He's the ace, the unquestioned ace of this Yankee pitching staff. Um... Will we see the sharpness that Garrett Cole had at the end of last year with Houston? Do we expect him to throw for a 2.5 ERA? I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting 20-5. and five. I'm not expecting, you know, undefeated record. I'm not expecting that from Garrett Cole in year one of the, being the Yankees' ace. It's going to take time for him to get the feel of Yankee Stadium and, you know, 
feel around his teammates and, you know, get the lay of the land, basically. He's going to be here for a long time. That goes without saying. So it's going to take time for Garrett Cole, and especially in a season like this of 60 games, every five games he's going to be playing, it's going to be important. Every game now is important when you shave a season down from 162 to only 60 games. So Yankee fans, let me just say this as I'm a fellow Yankee fan myself. Um, let's be patient with Garrett Cole. It's going to take two, three starts for him to really start getting into the groove of things. Listen, if he gets off to a great start right away and he has a two ERA through his first, I don't know, 10 starts, we're going to be really excited. We're going to be no doubt that Garrett Cole may be the best pitcher in baseball up to that point. But there are high expectations surrounding Garrett Cole. That comes with a big contract, of course. But we have to give Garrett some time to adjust to New York, to the Yankees, how we do things here. And um, I think he'll be just fine. I, in all in all, I think he'll be just fine. But let's not expect the dominance right away. Yankee fans, us Yankee fans are going to want that. And maybe the Yankees will need that. If they start a little slow, you know, on the bats, on the offensive side of the ball, maybe they're going to need Garrett Cole to be dominant, to, you know, before they start getting the bats going. But Garrett Cole in due time, whether it's out out of the gate in game one or two, three weeks down the line after the season has already started, we'll see what happens. But Garrett Cole will be just fine. And then we have the other half, you know, the rest of the rotation. Masahiro Tanaka, we know what Tanaka is. Great postseason pitcher, up and down as far as regular season goes. Um, the questions I have are three and four, and ultimately the fifth starter. James Paxton last year, a lot of hype around him coming from Seattle, coming here. 15 and 6, 3.82 ERA. A uh, little underachieving, if you ask me. I expect a little more from James Paxton. I'd like to see that ERA get down to like a 3, 3.2, around there. But 15-6, and six, not bad. He you know, started 29 games, 150 innings, 186 strikeouts. So it's not like James Paxton was awful, but we just expected a lot more of Paxton. If we can get a little more, if we can get that ERA down to maybe a 3, 3.1, 3.2, Maybe we can get over 200 strikeouts. I mean, that's going to be, you know, numbers, um, you know, will be adjusted because of the 60-game season. So it's going to be hard to really judge based off a 60-game season for a guy that pitches every five days. But you get my point. I'm thinking in the range of 162-game season rather than a 60. This is going to take some adjusting. I would like to see James Paxton get on a better roll and go on the upswing here in 2020. Jay Happ, on the other hand, will probably be the fourth starter. And Yankee fans know 12 and 8, 4.91 ERA, not great whatsoever. 140 strikeouts a year ago, 161 innings. Um, every time Jay Happ takes the mound, I put my head down and I'm like, this is either going to be a close game or he's going to let up three runs in two innings or something like that. I don't know. Or he's going to let off a, a leadoff uh, home run against Jose Altuve on Old Timers Day. Um, not very confident with Jay Happ on the mound whatsoever, but unfortunately he's the penciled in third, fourth starter. And then the battle for that fifth starting spot between really Jordan Montgomery, Jonathan Lewisica. Either guy you can't really trust at this point. Montgomery has battled injury issues. Lewisica has a near five ERA uh, last year, which is not great. Domingo Herman. His future is really uncertain with the Yankees considering his domestic uh, abuse 
charges, his situation going on. If Herman can get in this rotation, that would really help the Yankees, considering Luis Severino will be out for the year. Um, but I think the job is going to ultimately go to Jordan Montgomery if he stays healthy. He showed some nice things in spring training, some positive things. Uh, but if it's Jonathan Lewisica, I have no trust in him whatsoever. So now we move to the bullpen. This is really the least amount of worries that the Yankees will have this season about their bullpen. Pretty much everybody's back from last year. The one thing is Adam Adovito. Now, a 1.9 ERA, you know, pretty pretty good really uh, for a setup man, for the new setup man now for the Yankees with no more Dylan Batanzas. But Adovino really struggled at the end of the regular season last year and then ultimately fell over into the postseason. So the thing about um, Adam Adovino is... You know, can we get him consistently through these 60 games? Now, obviously through 162 games last year, whatever, how many games he played last year, you know, he fell off a little bit. Can this 60-game season help Adam Adovino? I think it can. If he gets off to a strong start, great. That just adds, you know, bolsters the Yankee bullpen as it is already. They already have Chad Green, Zach Britton, Tommy Canely, the best bullpen in baseball. Let's just put it out there. Um... They're going to hold down the fort as usual. I don't want to see any more of Luis Sessa. I don't understand what Brian Cashman and the Yankees really see in him. He has never given me... I've never seen anything from Luis Sessa that I like, ever. But And then you have Chapman. Chapman is just Chapman. You know, just hope that he's not going to hang as many sliders as he did last year, preferably in the postseason. Um, if Chapman just does his thing, he'll just be fine. He'll be, you know, he'll be Chapman. He'll be... You know, he'll throw heaters and he'll throw some by people. He'll throw some by batters. You know, he'll be fine. Ch- I don't have to worry about Chapman. Uh, for the most part, I don't have to worry about this Yankee bullpen. So then we move to the infield. So we'll start from home to first to third. So we'll start with Gary Sanchez. You know, obviously, there's no question whatsoever Gary Sanchez is a starting catcher of this Yankees team. I don't really see Kyle Higashioka take it really competing with Gary for that spot. But... Gary's offense has been there. Last year, you know, 398 at bat, 396 at bats, 34 home runs, 77 RBIs. Pretty good for Gary. But the thing is the defense. Gary Sanchez has something to prove behind the plate defensively this year. To shut up all the Yankee fans that are saying Gary Sanchez is lazy and he cannot play defense. Believe me, I have criticized Gary Sanchez to no end about hustling, about, you know, the pass balls. Last year, he had 15 errors, 7 pass balls, 36 bases were stolen on him, and 82 point, and 80, 98, excuse me, point two fielding percentage, his lowest since 2017. So, the thing with Gary is that the defense, you know, the bat's going to be there. It's, you know, when Gary's on, he's on. But when he's cold, he's cold. You know, that, that's what happens. But Gary's defense needs to improve significantly. Needs to get better to ensure that the Yankees can trust him, that Aaron Boone can trust him. You know, the Yankees drafted in the first round this year, they drafted a pretty good catcher from what I hear. So, is Gary Sanchez's replacement on the rise? Uh, we don't know. But Gary really has something to prove. I think he's one of the ones that really needs to prove to the organization that he is the long-term answer at catcher. You know, being 27 years old, he's entering the prime of his career. This is the time for Gary Sanchez to show up 
on offense, consistently on offense, and really, really improve drastically defensively behind the plate. So then we'll move to the first base. This is really you – no, know, most of these positions are not really um, – have a lot of competition. Luke Voigt, this is Luke Voigt's job to lose. You know, again, Miguel Andujar I'll get into later. We need the Yankees need to find a spot for him somewhere. So, Andujar has had you know, reps at first, at third and left field, we'll get to later. But as well as DJ LeMahieu played some first base last year, but DJ will ultimately be the full-time second baseman, no doubt about it whatsoever. Coming off an MVP caliber season, one of the most surprising seasons we've seen from a player that really didn't get that much love when the Yankees signed him in free agency. I'll be the first one to say I didn't really know that much about DJ LeMahieu when he came over from Colorado. Last year was outstanding. 602 at-bats, 197 hits, 26 home runs, 102 RBIs, a MVP caliber season for the Yankees second baseman. And can he carry that over into this season? You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think he's one of the I think he's the most consistent player that the Yankees have, both on the offense and defense, and he is just a national treasure. He's on the last year of his contract too, so if he has another good year in these sixty games, in this sixty game season and throughout the playoffs, an extension could be coming DJ LeMayhew's way. And then at shortstop, the unquestioned starter, and really I think maybe the biggest star of last year, Glaber Torres. Coming off a monster season was Glaber. You know, next to Aaron Judge, I'm probably the most excited to see what Glaber Torres can do in this short season. You know, 152 hits, 38 home runs, 90 RBIs. Glaber was an all-star, and he just does it all. Glaber just does it all. He plays second, plays short. Now that he's in his natural position of shortstop, he's really getting to show what he's made of. Um, The question I have is, can he put the Yankees on his back if need be? You know, did that at times last year where he would just destroy teams like the Orioles and, you know, teams within the division. And, you know, he did that at times last year when the Yankees just couldn't get, you know, couldn't rally runs together. Glaber would be there and would start the offense, get going for them. So we'll see what Glaber can do. Can he carry the momentum into that 90 RBI season he had last year, his all-star caliber season? We'll see. I'm very excited for Glaber Torres, though. I'm almost giddy about him because he's... You know, again, this is another player like Judge I'll talk about later that's going to be due for a contract in a couple years, and the Yankees got to decide if they're going to pay him and, you know, him or Judge or him and Judge. We'll see what happens as far as that goes. So then we'll go to third base. Third base is the really the most interesting infield position battle here. Gio Urshela against Miguel Andujar. Um, In my opinion, this is Gio Urshela's job to lose. Gio absolutely earned that spot, no doubt about it, last year. 139 hits, 21 home runs, 74 RBIs, and that's for a guy that was mostly known for his defense, his outstanding defense at third base. He's earned the right to be the opening day starter at third base. He's probably the best defensive player last year and probably on the Yankees to this point. And with these 74 RBIs and 21 home runs, he showed that he can hit. So Gio Urshela is just is way more than a defensive utility guy. But on the flip side, we know what Miguel Andujar can do at the plate. It's hard to ignore his bat. Like that is just that just goes without saying. When Miguel Andujar is on the field, you have to make him. A, you have to point him out and say we we need to watch out for this guy. 
But Andujar needs to show that he can be consistently healthy on the field and consistent defensively. We saw at the beginning of the year last year when he was healthy, the opening day third baseman, and even to the year prior, Miguel Andujar struggles mightily at third base. And it shows. And it does show. Gio Urshela was such an upgrade defensively over Miguel Andujar, it really wasn't even a competition. But Andujar's bat, like I said, is very, very hard to ignore. If Gio Urshela could hit like Andujar, it'd be no question. We wouldn't be having this conversation. But, again, the question is, where does Miguel Andujar fit into this lineup? I think Gio Urshela, this is his job to lose. So then we head to the outfield. Again, we're going to talk about Miguel Andujar. He's getting reps in, in left field, and Aaron Boone is really liking what he's seeing from Andujar in left field. So a switch could be coming. Right now, Stanton is penciled in. Talkman's penciled in. You know, Andujar could really get a decent shot here at being the opening day left fielder, only because I think Boone's plan going forward is to make Stanton the full-time DH. And that's I think, is the smartest thing to do. Um, other possibilities, you could see Brett Gardner start opening day. But the thing with Brett Gardner is that we don't know if he will be an everyday player anymore. You know, to make room for Miggy and Talkman and Mike Talkman, you know, since he's on a one-year contract and he's really the elder statesman now of the Yankees. Um, we don't know what Brett Gardner's role is going to be on this team. Nobody really knows. Is he going to be back next year? You know, we, we'll see. So is he going to make room for Andujar, make room for Mike Talkman? And speaking of Mike Talkman, I don't want anybody to sleep on him. I loved what I saw from Mike Talkman last year when he came in for Stanton when Stanton got hurt. 72 hits, 13 home runs, 47 RBIs, and 206 at-bats. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad for a guy that was coming up from Scranton-Wilkes-Bear. I like, I like Mike Talkman a lot, and I think he can be a really nice piece off the bench you know, for the Yankees on an off day or whatever, somebody gets hurt, and Aaron Boone, you know, that's somebody Aaron Boone can really rely on. It's somebody that played left field consistently a lot of the year last year and very rarely made mistakes. So then we move to center field. This is Aaron Hicks's job. This, you know, there's no doubt about it, but the thing with Hicksy is that will he be ready to go for opening day? That's the question. That is the real question we're asking because of the Tommy John surgery that he had. Was going to miss the majority of this year to begin with anyway. Will Hicks be ready to go? We'll see what happens. We knew what Aaron Hicks did last year. He was phenomenal. You know, play, always has played a phenomenal center field. 12 home runs, 36 RBIs, and very limited action, 221 at-bats uh, before getting hurt with the Tommy John. You know, made that ridiculous catch in Minnesota. We all know about it. But the thing with center field is that Gardner can also play center if Hicks isn't ready. Um, I think Gardner will be the main main person, in, the man in center field. Um, but I would expect Aaron Hicks to really play opening day and be ready to go. And then right field, uh, again, no question, Aaron Judge. My guy, Judgey Cakes, Judge Judgment Day, come on now. There's no real competition here, but again, you got guys like Talkman, Tyler Wade, Clint Frazier's another one we could talk about in a second. But the issue with Judgey is the staying on the field. Is Do we know if Judge is 100% healed from this rib and oblique injury? Nobody has any idea. 
378 at-bats last year, 27 home runs, 55 RBIs. Uh, two, he hit for 272 last year. Um, this is Here's the thing about Aaron Judge. We all know this. If Aaron Judge is staying healthy and consistently on the field for the Yankees, consistently playing right field, he is one of the best players in baseball. That just goes without saying. The Yankees need him to be healthy. They need his bat in the lineup. They need his defense, for that matter, too. We saw what Judge did in the postseason. We know what Judge is capable of in right field. It's amazing how a guy that is as big as he is can move like that. You very rarely see someone that size move that fast and cover that much ground at 6'7". It's ridiculous. It's unique. But the Yankees need judges bat in the lineup more than anything. They need his defense in the right field. But the flip side is, you know, he needs to prove to the Yankees that he is the face of this franchise and that he could stay on the field because, again, this has been looming for about a year now. He needs to prove to the Yankees he's the face and that he is worth this big money contract that be, that could be coming his way. Now, this is a conversation for another day between, you know, the Yankees either got to pay Judge or they got to pay Glaber. They got to pick one or the other. The Yankees have all the freaking money in the world. If they really wanted to, they could pay both guys. But it's really going to be a question. If Judge cannot stay on the field, are the Yankees going to pay him? That's the real question and concern as a Yankee fan that I have. I want to see Aaron Judge be a Yankee for life. I think that goes without saying. That's not even up for debate amongst Yankee fans. You want to see Aaron Judge in pinstripes for the rest of his life. He is a homegrown talent. He is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Like I said, 6'7", 282, and moves like a deer in the right field. And as defensively dominant as he is, he's just as dominant as he is at the plate. You know, do not forget his 52-53 home runs, you know, home run season. We, Yankee fans, we cannot forget this. We know what Aaron Judge is capable of when he's on the field consistently. This is the big thing. This is a I wouldn't say this is a prove it year for Judge. We know what Judge is, but we need to see more. We want to see more of Aaron Judge. We haven't seen enough of Aaron Judge over the past two years. We need more. We need him in the spotlight for the Yankees, like Bryce Harper is for the Phillies, like Yelich is for the Brewers, like Bellinger is for the Dodgers. Aaron Judge is the face of the Yankees franchise. Like I said, the homegrown talent. He is the Yankees. He's my front runner for the next, for the next Yankee captain, whenever that is, whenever that may be. But Judge has to be here and has to be on the field in order for that to happen. Designated hitter. Now, again, so many options for the Yankees at DH. Stanton, Andujar, Voigt, Mike Ford is a name, Clint Frazier is a name. Stanton should be the full-time DH. It's hard to keep his bat out of the lineup. But, you know, Stanton was never great in the outfield. We've seen it. If Stan stays healthy, he's a, he adds another boost to this lineup, no doubt about it. Another threat, another guy that pitchers have to really prepare for. But that's if Stanton can actually hit the ball. Where I'm going with this is the narrative. It's the narrative. I've been very critical of Giancarlo Stanton. Yankee fans have been, all other Yankee fans have been critical of Giancarlo Stanton. And well-deserved. 
A guy makes all this money, but cannot come up in the clutch, cannot get the big hit ever. This this may be only a 60-game season, but this is a prove-it year for Giancarlo Stanton. This guy has disappeared in big spots, like I've said, and it seems like these bright lights of New York are getting to him. These injuries he's had over the past two years, is he milking it? Is he scared? Like, Giancarlo Stan's a big dude. He's 6'6", 245. You know, he's a pretty scary individual. But the thing with Stan is he crumbles when the Yankees need him the most. Remember when he made his Yankee debut in Toronto, he hit a home run, and we're like, all right, Yankee, you know, Stanton is the guy. Stanton's disappeared ever since then. I don't really know one Yankee fan that loves Giancarlo Stanton. There are Yankee fans that are fans of Stanton. I've never, I've yet to meet one Yankee fan that says, you know what, Giancarlo Stanton is my favorite current Yankee. And there's a reason for that. There's definitely a reason. But this is to this is to this is to John Carlo. Show the Yankees why they traded for you. I was critical to begin. I wanted Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is my favorite player in Major League Baseball. That is not a New York Yankee. I've made that known. But show the Yankees why they traded for you. Show that they didn't make a mistake taking on your huge 13-year contract. When now they have a 13 or so plus year contract to Garrett Cole, a guy that pitches every five days, that doesn't even play every day. Even though I didn't want Stanton from the beginning, prove me wrong, please. I'm begging you. Especially if Judge isn't in the lineup, if Andujar is not in the lineup, if Gary's not in the lineup, the Yankees need Stanton's bat. When the Yankees acquired Stanton, they didn't need Stanton. But now. With all this uncertainty going around with injuries in this club, the coronavirus itself, you know, the season in jeopardy, the season could stop again. And baseball cannot be bothered coming back. My point is, if guys are out in the lineup and Stanton's there, you we expect Giancarlo Stanton to get the big hit. And he hasn't. This is a prove it year for Stanton. No doubt and i'm not saying if he has a bad year again it's 60 games it's very you know it's very hard to judge anybody this year based off 60 games but this is kind of a prove it year for stanton to kind of get the yankees fans maybe even the franchise back in his favor so that's really all the positions and now we move to the manager and i've heard a lot of things about aaron boone's job security which I just don't understand. Those of you Yankee fans that I've, you know, heard secondhand say that this is a make or break year for Aaron Boone, please stop watching and go root for another team. Okay? In the beginning, yes, I didn't want Aaron Boone. I loved Joe Girardi, big Joe Girardi guy. But then when you win 100 games in your first two years and do the fantastic job Aaron Boone did last year with all these injuries surrounding the rotation, surrounding the starting lineup. Aaron Boone's a good manager. Yes, Aaron Boone is a good manager. This is not even close 
to a make-or-break year for Aaron Boone. Really. Really. The things I'm interested in with Aaron Boone is I want to see how he's going to manage this pitching staff. I'm curious because he makes it known he loves the bullpen. He likes to pull his starters early anyway. But no starter this year in any club is getting like 100 plus innings this year. There's going to have, you know, they're going to have shorter outings, going to be out after 4 or 5 innings, you know, to save their arms down the stretch. Boone is a huge bullpen guy. And it will show if not more so this year. Absolutely. That goes without saying. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how Boone manages the starting rotation and the bullpen. If the bullpen's tired and you got to go, let's say you have to go James Paxton for a couple more innings than you anticipated. And Paxton's having a good year. Do you take that risk and going back and, you know, dipping back into your bullpen? You know, what's the strategy going to be like? It's interesting. It's an interesting situation for all teams because this season is so short. Because you're playing, you know, you're playing your division so many times. You're playing your division eight times, each team eight times. You're playing, you know, the National League East and the Yankees case. Four, you're playing each team four times. How are you going to prepare for that? It's very interesting to see. It's very interesting. I'm excited to see. I'm excited and optimistic to how Aaron Boone's going to handle this. Um, you know, the Yankees have depth to do that, absolutely. But God forbid something happens to... Uh, to Paxton, Tanaka, to anybody in that starting rotation, and they're going to have to turn to the bullpen. There's only so many guys in that bullpen you could use day to day. It's going to be interesting to see how Boone manages this. And then how will he manage the everyday guys? Specifically, Judge, Hicks, Stanton, all three of them coming off injuries, injury-plagued seasons. Them in particular because of that, and... How Boone is just going to manage this, God forbid a player comes down with COVID-19. God forbid. Now, there's been talks about, you know, maybe players don't want to disclose it, so maybe teams will hide it and say, oh, it's a knee injury, he'll be out for two weeks. I think that's kind of silly. If he has symptoms, send him home, and that'll be that. You know, it's, it's probably more complicated than that, I'm sure. But... It's going to be interesting to see how Boone and the Yankees in in all manage a situation such as that. I'm more talking about the injury aspect. I think the whole COVID thing, considering there'll be no fans, I think for the most part, baseball will be okay because it's a socially distanced sport really to begin with for the most part. But we'll see. Anything's possible, but I'm more talking about if an injury happens. How's Boone going to manage if the bullpen's too tired? How's Boone going to manage you know, on a short week or something like that? We'll see. Um, this will be a test for Boone, but as well as all Major League Baseball managers. So the main storylines we're really looking out for in this Yankees 2020 season is welcoming Garrett Cole to New York, seeing what happens, seeing how he performs over how many games he's going to play, however many games he's going to play. He's going to be the opening day starter against Washington, against Max Scherzer. It's going to be a must-watch, no doubt about it. The back half of the rotation, Paxton, Happ, Loisica, Jordan Montgomery, uh, have more questions than answers, if you ask me. 
Paxton's got to be better. I think he's got to get that ERA to at least a 3, 3.2, somewhere around there. Jay Happ has to not scare Yankee fans every time he takes the mound because that we hate that feeling. And then the fifth starter thing, Loisica Montgomery. However much confidence you have in either one of those guys, that's up to you. I have more confidence in Montgomery than I do Loisica, even though Montgomery's been hurt a lot. I have more I've seen more of Jordan Montgomery and I like more of him. But more questions than answers in the three, four, and five positions in that starting rotation. Um, the bullpen, like I said, will be featured even more so because Aunt Boone's gonna want to save these starting pitchers for the long run. If the Yankees are, you know, if the Yankees are good, we expect them to be good. We expect them to make the playoffs. They're one of the favorites to win the whole thing this year. So how is Boone gonna manage the bullpen? even more so than he does originally in a 162-game season. Of course, comebacks for guys like Judge, Stanton, Hicks, all guys in the outfield. Um, can DJ LeMahieu and Glaber Torres carry the momentum they had in 2019? Can DJ be a MVP caliber like he did? Maybe a little less. Obviously, a second year in, a, in the same place, coming off high expectations of a big season. There's going to be some letdown. But can DJ LeMahieu continue to be the most consistent Yankee? And can Glaber Torres continue to make his strides? You know, still a young guy, still developing. But can he carry the Yankees on his back if need be? God forbid something happens to a guy like Judge Stanton if Stanton starts hitting the ball or, or whatnot. Can Glaber Torres prove that maybe he's the face of the franchise? Maybe he's the best player that the Yankees have. Well, we'll see. As far as Miguel Andujar, where does he fit in this lineup? First base, third base, left field. That's where he's being featured. I think Andujar seriously has a future in left field. I think he could be the starting left fielder. Uh, I think Gardner is going to get the nod opening day just to start. But I think Andujar does have a place in this lineup. Like I said, his bat is way too good to ignore. The defense at third base was a real concern, but if he's better defensively than he is in left field, you have to put him in if you're Aaron Boone. Have to. Have to get his bat involved if he stays healthy. And then going off of Boone, you know, how will Boone and company manage the shortened season, you know, with consistent loom of the COVID-19 and, you know, are guys going to be ready? Are guys going to be in tip-top shape? Have they been training? Have they been eating right? Have they been doing what they were supposed to do? You know, all this time with all this downtime that they've had, we'll see. The Yankees injury, uh, the training staff has been, you know, completely thrown out and new guys have been coming in and we'll see what happens. But I am very excited to get Yankee baseball back. This is going to be fun, provided that the season plays all the way through. I think if we have a stoppage, baseball shouldn't even bother coming back. But uh, that's an argument for a different day. So that is my 2020 preview of the Bronx Bombers, the New York Yankees. A lot of optimism in the air in the Bronx concerning this Yankee team this year. If healthy, if fully healthy, this is one of the best teams in baseball and are no doubt the favorite to win the World Series this year. Thank you guys so much for listening, and catch me next time as I will preview the Mets 2020 season. See you guys next time.